Welcome to Let's Talk About Pools today. And today's sponsor, today's podcast episode is Skimmer. So please listen in to Skimmer, try them out. Awesome route management software and so much more. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode, Skimmer, on the 2021 Texas winter, talking with Chris Bowen of Bowen Pools. So enjoy. This is Skimmer, software for the modern pool professional. What can you do with Skimmer? See all your customers on a map, build service routes quickly, and let Skimmer optimize them for you. Access customer information, including contact details and full service history, anytime and anywhere. Customize work orders to track jobs like repairs and filter cleanings. Email your customers when you complete a service. You can include service details and on-site photos. Does your customer need a part? Add it to the shopping list and track it from purchase to installation. Skimmer will even remind you what parts you need for the day, and you can mark them as installed right when you're finished. Skimmer doesn't just store your service history. It helps you get paid. We integrate with QuickBooks Online for fast, easy invoicing. And we've got more billing options coming soon. All that's just the beginning. Go to GetSkimmer.com to watch our demo video, check out our online tutorials, and see if Skimmer is right for you. Hey, everybody, and welcome today to Let's Talk About Pools. And today's episode podcast guest is Chris Bowen, owner of Bowen Pools. Welcome today, Chris. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your company. Thanks, Lauren. We're happy to be here. Uh, so I'm the owner of Bowen Pools. Uh, we are based in Flower Mound, Texas. We do service. We do repairs. We do renovations. We build pools. Um, pretty much, you name it, we're doing it here in Dallas-Fort Worth area. So, How long have you been in the business, uh, Chris? So I've been in the business since 2006. So I took a little break in between. Um, but you know what they say about the pool industry? You can't ever leave, you know, so yep. it always brings you back. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. Even if you try to leave, it always brings you back, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, so. today's episode, we're going to be talking about the 2021 winter and how it affected our Texas pools. And who better to talk about that than a pool contractor in Texas who's in boots on the ground actually sees what's going on so we're going to be talking about that today oh yeah so, good times yes <laughs> oh I'm sure it, it has been in some ways so how did that tw the 2021 Texas winter that just happened recently affect your pools your pool equipment yeah so we didn't have any pools that were under construction that were affected at all luckily um, so we were able to get everything depressurized in time on that end. Um, we've seen a lot of damage from homeowners, though. Um, a lot of damage, full equipment sets, heaters, uh, pumps, filters that cracked. I've seen a ton of pumps that have just cracked in half. Um, so not even like small cracks, just cracked in half on the housing, just completely broken. Yeah. Wow. So um, a lot of heaters, pretty much if any pool had... Uh, any sort of damage and it had a heater on it, the heater shot, headers broken on it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been an interesting last few weeks. And so I'm out doing bids. And so I'm actually hanging out uh, in front of a client's house right now. So 
getting ready to go do some more bids. So busy trying to fit in being a guest on my podcast, but you're, you're literally <laughs> boots on the ground that you're in your car doing this podcast interview with me so that then you can oh, get yeah. back to your customers there in Texas to try to get their pools back to normal, right? Absolutely. We're hoping it's only uh, another week or two of estimates and then uh, hopefully we've we've caught up a little bit. So we've, we've been doing about 10 estimates a day probably uh, for the last few weeks. So we've we've been busting them out. Ooh. So how cold did it get there? Uh, it, it was pretty cold. I think a few days it got around zero, um, but it was less than the 20s for the bulk of it. So for Texas, it's cold. Yeah. You know, we're just not prepared for that kind of weather. You know, I, I, I grew up in yeah. Colorado and it's world of difference in Colorado versus here as far as preparedness when it comes to cold weather. And so I think that's that, that's a big part of it is Texas just isn't built for that. And you guys had snow too, didn't you? How far did the snow go in Texas? You know, we only got a couple inches. It wasn't really that bad. It was maybe three inches of snow, but people here just don't know what to do with snow. (laughs) San Antonio and Austin and that whole area, even south of them got some snow too, right? Oh yeah. It was pretty much the whole state of Texas. So that was, that was the bigger deal is that, you know, Texas is a massive state. And uh, this, I think, was the first winter storm that covered the entire state at the same time. Yeah, I heard the snow so, went as far south as to the Mexican-Texas border. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was a little crazy. Yeah, I saw pictures. From, we have family in the Austin-San Antonio area, and they had okay. pictures of their backyards with snow. And everybody on the podcast knows I'm from Florida, where we don't see snow <laughs> It doesn't down snow. Here. No, I have. <laughs> exactly. I think the northern part of our county had a little people made little tiny snowmen with like a little <laughs> flurries that came down and it lasted like two minutes, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we had people uh, trying to make snowmen, but uh, it wasn't quite enough to really get a good snowman going. <laughs> Could have done some snow angels, though. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really wouldn't have been that bad if it wasn't for the power outages. The power outages are what got us so. You know, if it, if it hadn't been for that, I think most people's equipment would have kept up and we wouldn't see have seen nearly as much damage. But uh, the rolling blackouts and just the blackouts in general are what uh, what did the bulk of the damage. That that was a good addition to people that didn't really know what was causing a lot of the damage for the pools. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily the cold weather. I mean, it was, but it was the fact that uh, we had blackouts happening at 2 a.m. and people woke up. Monday morning to their pool equipment already frozen. You know, they, they went to bed and had power and woke up and didn't. Yep. Um, how, what's your workload been like? I know you mentioned like 10 estimates a day. What do you have a backlog and how far out your work is for? Yeah, we do. So we're probably about three to four weeks out right now. So if you say go, yes, we're ready. We're probably three to four weeks out, um, which is, probably better um, just because with the equipment shortages, it gives us time to place those orders and have stuff kind of rolling in as we're getting to the jobs. So we, we stocked up and we had a pretty decent stock to begin with of pull equipment, but that Monday, right after the storm subsided, we went and we, we loaded up on some equipment. So we have enough equipment to get to those jobs for the next four weeks. And then after that, we're just putting things on tickets and kind of receiving it as it comes in. All right. 
And you're talking about shortages. That was going to be my next yeah. question. Are there any shortages uh -huh. in Texas due to the, the winter storm? What type of things are you seeing a shortage on? Everything. They, it's shortage on everything, just about. So a uh, big one would be pumps, filters, heaters. Uh, there's really no valves in the whole state of Texas. So what you have is what you have. Um, we're lucky we do business with three or four different distributors in the area. So we kind of went around to each one and uh, got what we could. Um, but yeah, we're really seeing a backlog in pumps and filters and heaters. Is, is there any hoarding going on with pool equipment? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen them pool groups. Now people are trying to sell it too, you know. Oh, golly. Make some, some profit on it. Yeah. <laughs> so you said the hardest, so, what were the hardest items to get again? You said it was the pumps and the heaters and stuff like that. Yeah. I think heaters are probably the hardest right now just because there's so many heaters that are down. Um, valves as well. So, you know, pumps and filters, we had, you know, quite a few pumps and filters break, but the manifolds, you know, the suction type manifold, return manifolds, those are what really busted that PVC um at least with the filters they you know it's a little bit more insulated than those pipes i guess um mm -hmm. but we saw a lot of pipes bust so a lot of a lot of jandy valves a lot of uh check valves things like that and so that's where i think the real shortage is gonna hurt a lot of people is you know we may have pumps and we may be able to get a pump in well if we don't have valves how are you gonna plumb it yep so and it, I mean, are we seeing this is an extreme cost to your customers, all the damage that you've seen? It, is, is it costing them a lot oh, yeah. of money? It's financially hurting, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So one of the things we did to try to help that was we work with a local bank, um, trying to help them to get loans to help pay for that. Because we've seen equipment pads that are, you know, a couple hundred dollars all the way up to $15,000 dollars. Uh, and damage, replacing entire equipment pads, wow. multiple pumps, multiple filters. Um, you know, that adds up. You know, yeah. you got a heater on your pool, that's $3,500, four grand. Got several uh, variable speed pumps, those are 1500 bucks a piece. It adds up pretty fast. So we saw chlorine, chlorine generator cracked through. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it all adds up uh, pretty fast. Um, we're still waiting to see what insurance is going to cover versus what it's not. I think we've got a lot of those full equipment set bids that are out there that as soon as the insurance money starts rolling in, they'll get approved. Um, so we probably have a couple of weeks before that happens, but as soon as those people start getting those checks, I, I expect uh, a lot of the full pads to start getting replaced. Didn't even think about the insurance end of it. It's kind of like a hurricane coming through Florida. <laughs> yeah go for our homeowners insurance to repair whatever. Wow. Yeah. And so some insurances are covering it. Some aren't. Um, it really kind of depends on what the fine writing says about uh, how it was handled. Some people, some insurance companies aren't covering it because uh, it's an act of God. Some are saying that uh, they're not covering it because the equipment wasn't properly maintained saying because they didn't winterize it, that they're not going to cover it. Oh my gosh, but they're in Texas. Like you said, they don't really. Well, exactly. Yeah, we don't winterize pools in Texas. They run year round. And not only that, power. we lost power in the middle of the night. How would they have known that we were going to lose power at 2 a.m.? Right, when it's the coldest temperatures that you'd have. Yeah, 
exactly. You know, we, it's not expected. You know, they, they didn't start talking about rolling outages until probably Saturday or Sunday. Um, so we knew the cold was coming, but we didn't know that uh, those outages were coming. Right. And the combination of both at the same time is kind of yeah. what did it to all the pool equipment. Because now you exactly. had nothing running through the system or anything. Well, what about, yeah, yeah, I know we talked about the equipment side. What about like, since these pools are were off and not being treated, are you dealing with a lot of green pools and green to cleans and stuff like that? Um, not as much yet. We've seen some green pools, but we're only a couple weeks in and those water temperatures are still pretty cold. So the, those pools haven't warmed up just yet. Um, but yeah, that's the expectation is we're going to have a lot of green pools when this is all said and done. And, you know, we're expecting a windfall of green to cleans and draining cleans. Yep. There's a lot more work Um, coming that you haven't even seen yet. Exactly. I mean, we've got, we've got homeowners telling us they've contacted other companies that can't even get out to look at their equipment for six weeks, you know, not even to do the repair work, but they can't even see it for six weeks. Right. So, um, yeah, I think in that time frame before that gets done, it's absolutely going to be green. It's There's so- no way you go through a March in Texas and April in Texas and you don't have a green pool if it's not running. Right. It's amazing how COVID and then even this in Texas has just shown uh-huh. the shortage of good people in this industry that we're lacking yeah. that when something goes through, there's such a long list waiting you know to get something repaired i know it's it's happening i know it's happening in all the trades you know plumbers are way out there they said they're like months and months out for repairing stuff so i it's interesting that that kind of brings that to the forefront for me just listening to you talk about the long time that these people are being told to wait tells me there's just not a lot you guys are essential workers been working so hard the whole year and it sounds yeah, we great. Haven't stopped. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't stopped. You hadn't had a break. It's wonderful for the industry, but yet it's tiring because it's like constant work coming in and you don't even get a break. It's like, when am I going to take a vacation? Right. <laughs> exactly. So I was actually supposed to be in vacation next week in Colorado. And so I've ended up having to, to cancel that, to try to keep up with some of the workload and to try to help out and, you know, make sure I'm there to help the guys and, you know, help any way that I can too. So, cause we're lucky. We've got a great team who handles the bulk of it. Um, but you know, everybody's busting their butt right now, you know, trying to get everything done. We're all, all working 50, 60 hour weeks right now. Yep. So. All right. Any other items that you'd like to bring up about the Texas winter that happened this year to the pool industry in Texas? You know, uh, just that we all just need to work together on this. You know, I think that's the biggest thing is help out where we can, you know. Um, I think one of the things that helped us most is that we were really available um, to help walk clients through what needed to be done during the storm Um, and just trying to help our neighbors out as much as we can. You know, I was answering texts and emails and Facebook messages at two, three, four in the morning trying to help some of these people winterize their equipment in the middle of the night because uh, they lost power and, you know, it, their pool had been running for two, three days, but they knew that those outages were coming and they were getting longer and longer and longer. 
Um, I just think that uh, we saw a lot of people be really good neighbors, you know, in all this. And I think it brought us closer as a community. So, but I think cool people now need to help each other, um, you know, and if we've got parts, help others to go install them and things like that. You know, don't be afraid to call another pool company if you can't get a hold of parts and say, hey, can you guys come do these repairs for me? Because um, I don't have access to it. I know you guys do. Can you help me out? Yeah. Pick up the phone and talk and communicate. Yeah. And just help each other like the old days, kind of <sighs> like what we used to do. Um, exactly. Yeah, that hits home, helping each other and helping each other out. Uh, what would be your last comments to the contractors uh, down in Texas and also for contractors in other states when something like this happens? You said help each other out and that kind of thing. Anything else you'd like to add a, that would help them out in a situation like this? Yeah, just be ethical. You know, I mean, I've seen people comment that they've got people quoting pumps for $3,000. Come on. That's that's crazy. You know, let, let's be ethical. They haven't raised prices that much. <laughs> you know, they, they've raised them a little, but not that much. So let's just all be ethical. We can all make some money here. We can all help our businesses grow, but just do it ethically. Ethical, help each other out, call each other, help each other with work to get yeah. it done. That sounds awesome. It, it's nice to hear that something really bad happens but then maybe some good things can come out of what happened. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really do think that uh, a lot of good will come from this. I think that a lot of people who, you know, maybe were putting off those repairs that really needed it. Uh, they're about to have them done, you know, and I think that'll help people in the long run too, especially on the service side. You know, some of these pools are going to run much better now. <laughs> yeah. And so it's maybe not what the homeowner wanted, but yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, it hit home to me when you just said like a few minutes ago, how you were on your phone, Facebook messaging with customers that knew that the power was out and it was the middle of the night when you should be sleeping. Cause I'm sure you're working <laughs> long days since you said 50, 60 oh, yeah. hour weeks. So you're on the phone trying. So those customers that were proactive with talking with you on winterizing, did they save their pool equipment? Yeah, I, you know, I've probably gotten 50 messages uh, thanking me for all the help that we did because uh, I was on local Facebook pages and stuff like that, putting up tutorials on how to winterize your equipment. I, I probably had 50, 60 messages, you know, thanking me, saying that I saved their pool equipment. So oh, yeah, that always that's, <laughs> that's so rewarding. You deserve it. Yeah. And any of the other pool companies in Texas with you? That have been doing oh, the yeah, there's a lot thing. out there doing it. Yes. Yep. And, and all of you that were helping your customers like that, thank you very much for what you guys do. And we're, we're here and hopefully other companies listening to this podcast can somehow help the companies in Texas reach out to them and see if what they need. Maybe we can get stuff to you guys in some way. So hopefully my podcast episode, which, uh, will be, you know, heard by various groups of people. Maybe somebody out there will go, oh, they, I, I have this stuff. I can send it over there if they've got a shortage. So that, that's one of my hopes is that it can hopefully get it out there what happened and how hard you guys are working, how good you guys are, and that you guys really need that help right now. Yep, definitely. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast episode today, Chris. 
yeah, thank you for having me. We really appreciate the opportunity and, uh, you know, hopefully we can get back to rebuilding in Texas. Yes.